It'll be a second. Hold on. Oh, hello there, and welcome to Gunsmith. Oh, it's you. How you been? That's good. It's it's the same old same old business here, you know, running a gun shop. It's a little bit tedious, but hey, pays the bills, you know. I can see from the look in your eye that you're back for a new piece. Did that last one wear you out a little bit? Eh. Come over here. Let me show you what we got. We just got a bunch of new stuff. Now, first off, we just got this CZ-75. Yeah, it's a check gun, but still. Slightly modified, of course. You can notice that the trigger guard's been removed for easy concealment. And it's got a nice little shine, so it's got that classic look to it. Mm-hmm. All right, okay, okay. If that's not your style, let's try out this. How about this? A Sig P210. It's got high-quality make to it. It's a great backup weapon for those tight spots, you know? And you've obviously used one because last time, but... Alright, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Alright. How about this? This is a classic. A Parabellum P08. Yeah, I know, it's basically a Luger, but, I mean, check on the editor on site. It's pretty cool, gives you better accuracy, and also the custom grip fits your handle a little better. It molds in, actually. It's kind of a, this weird gel stuff, but... Anyway, it's got that great accuracy, and it's got a little bit of style to it, you know? It gives that old-school, like, Loop of the Third style, you know? Alright. Okay. Fine. Fine. You want something? Alright. You're being a tough customer, but how about this? This is Spyrokin 129. Custom built. It's elegant, sophisticated, and perfect for those covert situations. Rumors are that you can take it through a metal detector, but I have no idea if that's true or not. Supposedly it's made of plastic, but again, it's neither here nor there. Here, try it out. Ah, you like it, right? Yeah, that looks good with you. Now, how about this? Let's go to the range in the back, and you can try it out. But before we do that, before we get the bolts out, I, I gotta warn you. That warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, a tan trigger-happy protagonist, an indestructible Shelby Mustang Cobra, shot-off body parts, a petite nymphomaniac explosives enthusiast, high-powered explosions, the Chicago underworld, and a high body count. Listener discretion is advised. Guns, bombs, and cars make her hot. Oh yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mong Review. This is your host Zan saying... Hello. How you doing? Hope you're doing pretty good. I know. More like, he's gonna say it, he's gonna say it. And I've said it officially. So, 
What's up, guys? This is Zan, and I'm back again for another fun-filled episode, and especially after that terrible last episode, which we've had some complaints about already. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, I don't think, but, again, that's neither here nor there. For those of you who are joining us for the first time who are lost, welcome. Spark inside that provides information reviews about connecting enhanced narratives, i.e. books, movies, video games, other things like that. This is the Spark and Manga review, so obviously we talk about mangas. Graphic novels that are released from Japan. They're originally published there and they're brought over here. We do do comics occasionally, but for the most part we do mangas because they're kind of my hobby and I'm a little obsessed with them. If you check out my domicile, I have lots and lots and lots of mangas. I mean, I'm not to the point where you see some of those Japanese otakus where it's wall-to-wall, but I'm getting there slowly. I gotta start getting rid of them somehow. Maybe I'll release them in some sort of gift or something. Well, we'll see. Either way, remember, you can check us out at www.sparkin.com. You can email us at sparkin at gmail.com, or you can send me personal questions at zan at sparkin.com. Remember, I will answer almost any email, and we'll actually read them on air if you have a chance. You can also call us at 206-350-8462. We'll leave any voicemail. You can rant, rave, curse us out, say you love us, say you want me to go out with you. I don't care. Call it, release it, we will play it on air. Also on Facebook under Sparkin Manga Review Group, and there's rumors we're going to make a fan page finally. I've just been too lazy to do it, and also hope she's been stressed out working on other things to finish the business cards. We do have a couple, but we just got to work a little bit harder. Anyway, getting off topic. So what is new in the land of Sparkin and Zan? Well, getting ready for the one, the only, Anime Next. It's going to be amazing, going to have a lot of fun. I'm hearing a lot of rumors about a lot of stuff's going on. Supposedly, the best thing of all is going to be there. Yes, they will be showing DMC. Detroit Metal City. Yes! Go to DMC! Go to DMC! Yes, DMC. A movie which I've been waiting for because I love the manga. Eventually, we will do the manga on this podcast. Hopefully soon. The Wheel of Manga has not been kind, but hopefully it will be. Eventually, it will be. Either worse or worse, I may skip, do it, and then we'll come back. We'll see what happens because... Next episode is 130. 130 episodes since we started this podcast. Well, actually, it's like more like 200 at this point because of all the supplementals and all the Spark and movie reviews and etc. But, hey, we'll see what happens. Should be fun. Should be different. We'll see. But, either way, getting off topic. Now, we have one email today, and this email is from a guy named PerformanceNut13 at b***.com. I'm obviously not going to give his exact email address. And I'm surprised that a performance guy says, Hey, Sparking Crew, love the show. Just had one quick question, though. Are you guys ever going to review Blade of the Immortal? Well, sir, obviously you have not been listening. That was all the way back in episode 91 we reviewed Blade of the Immortal. Great series. You can check out that review. It's pretty fun. It's called There Can Be Only One, because obviously it's the Highlander reference. Pretty fun episode. I had fun doing that. I love that manga. It's a shame that I can't get the last two volumes out, but... Again, that's a different story altogether. With that in mind, I think we should just get right into it, because, hey, I've been babbling for maybe six minutes about random stuff. You know, and without a co-host, it goes a lot quicker, because, hey, you're just listening to me. You're not listening to me banter with someone having intellectual conversations, and I know that's the part you like. I mean, some of you stayed on when I was alone for that one year, but, hey, my co-host will be back. Don't worry. Belchan will be back. Baz will be back. Timbo, Deke. Ash, Hope, and Cal, they'll all be back to do something different, but we just gotta give him a little bit of time. Cal is back from the Japan trip, he just has been stressed out with work and everything, he took two weeks off, so, you know, they're a little pissed at that, just a little bit, he's trying to keep his job. But, you guys aren't here to listen, you're here to listen about manga reviews, so, this is kind of actually an interesting twist, because if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I reviewed a manga called Black Cat. Now, Black Cat was a manga about a pair of sweepers, notice I did the dink dinks. The sweepers are bounty hunters collecting people for money, and the manga is has a cat in it. 
the main character acts all caddish and he's all weird. It was a Shonen Jump series. I actually didn't like it that much. I gave it a, not a great review, but either way. So when I spun the wheel of manga, it dictated to me that I'd be reviewing a manga from Dark Horse. And ironically, the manga has the name cat in it also. But, well, cats plural. But we'll get into that in a moment. This manga was written originally in 1991 to 1997, and there's eight volumes. Then there's a sequel series with another eight volume. that came out like two years later, after another thing that was written by this mangaka, Kenichi Sonata. You may have heard of him. He's done a lot of good stuff. He's a pretty cool guy. I mean, he's done things like Riding Bean, and, well, they can go on Kenichi Sonata for a while, but we're not going to. And this is published over here by Dark Horse Comics, and these volumes are ginormous. This is at least 400 pages. 400 pages of manga. So it took me a long time to go through this, but hey, it was worth it. I mean, it's thick, it's fun, and hey, I like the cover. It is The design work for it is brilliant. I usually don't go into this, but it's kind of elegant. It just cleans it up, and it's a little difficult to explain. You'll see it when you get on the website. Generally, I put down the gifs of the covers, and this cover looks amazing. It's really worth it. And it was a nice buy. $13 for, like I said, 400 pages, which is like 5 mangas so either way this is a it's a senin series which is an action crime drama gun enthusiast manga yes another one of these gun enthusiast manga however unlike with high school of the dead which kind of just quickly went over the weaponry in little details this is insane about it i mean it goes so far into it i mean now i know more about guns like sig p210s and cz75s which i didn't know were actually check guns they're no longer made i didn't know that until after i read this manga and what am I talking about? I am talking about Gunsmith Cats. Yes, Gunsmith Cats. Another series about bounty hunters, but instead of being two male protagonists, it's two female protagonists. Our main characters are Irene Rally Vincent and Minnie Mae Hopkins. Two girls who are young and impetuous and completely and utterly out of their fucking minds. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's open up. The manga actually opens up, unlike with Black Cat, where it opened up where a guy had a gun point to his head and they're just arresting him. This opens up with a firefight. Three people are in the middle of a firefight in an apartment. There's a lady there with a gun screaming dodge, and she's shooting around. You have one guy who looks like a cop getting shot, and another guy is running out the back. So we can assume that either she was screaming out dodge for the guy who's being shot to dodge the bullet, or someone's name was Dodge. We don't know. But as the other guy runs out, she looks around, she takes the gun off the cop, cleans it, what was shot him with, and she puts his hand on it, pretty much making sure that he's incriminated that he shot himself. Even though there are bullet holes in the wall and there's obviously disturbance, but whatever. And this lady picks up the phone and she makes a phone call and says, yeah, I couldn't catch him, I'll get back to you in a bit. So, something's going on where apparently this lady, who could be a hit woman, she could be a cop, we don't know, is trying to get this guy who ran out. So then we zoom over to a firing range. And we see our main character, Rally Vincent, a young 19, 20-ish-year-old girl who is tall, tan, and petite, and she has a thing for firearms. Well, obviously she likes it because it's kind of the male placement, big, hard, long thing, but she's good with it. You see her shooting targets, and when the targets come back forward, the pattern with the bullets are literally right next to each other. They're all by the bullseye, or they're all by the head. She's a great shot, and you see her go through five different weapons. One is a Luger, one is a PP-7, I believe. The other one is an automatic. One looks like a Desert Eagle. And she goes through all these guns, and you see her just kind of go like, oh yeah. And her partner goes behind her and feels her boobs, and she's like, oh, someone's a little hard. And this is her assistant, Minnie Mae Hopkins. Now, Minnie Mae is short, she's cute, and she has blonde hair. 
obviously called Minnie because she looks like a little girl and she's there. She's actually 17 years old. It's one of the issues which this series kind of had. We'll get into that in a bit. And it's like, what are you doing? Why aren't you manning the store? Turns out that Rally owns a gun shop. She's a gunsmith. Her shop is actually called Gunsmith Cat. What she does is she's just there to... She sells guns. She's a gun enthusiast. She inherited from her parents. And her parents disappeared, apparently. We don't know the whole circumstances yet. It's probably in volume two or three. I haven't gotten there yet. But, so they're kind of bantering back and forth. And Minnie's like, well, since I'm your partner... And Rally's like, no, no, no. You're not my partner. You're my friend and you're my assistant. You're not a partner. And we got a job to do, unfortunately. I got called by the police. They want us to help out a little bit. Turns out that Rally on the side does bounty hunting jobs. That's how she does it for a hobby. Well, later on you find out that that's kind of the main source of her income. The gun shop is just kind of like her hobby. It's, it's a little backwards. Like, her real job is a hobby, and her hobby job is her real job. Kind of takes a little bit of minutes to get used to, but it's worth it. One thing I should note about Rally is the fact that she is of mixed descent. She's half English and half Indian, which means that she is a tanned main character. And I actually like that a lot because, one, I'm Hispanic and I'm tan skinned. It's rare to see a main character who is, you know, not white skinned or light or, you know, it's cool to see. That's why I like Aladdin so much, the Disney movie, because Aladdin is Arabic, but he's that dark skin. It's kind of cool to see that also. His name Al kind of helps because... I mean, for those who don't know, Zan is short for Xander, which is short for Alexander Al. Either way, neither here nor there. So, and Riley's kind of cute. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, so, end up going to a scene of the crime. Turns out that there is a guy who was working with the mob. His name is Dodge. And Dodge stole a bunch of cocaine from the mob, and he went to the police, and he told the police that, look, I will give them all up. You let me go. They let him out on... Bail walked out and he disappeared. And there's a firefight in his apartment. And so they're trying to find out what's going, what's going to go on. They've been hired by his lawyer, who's like, "Look, I need you to find out where he is. This and that, this and that. I'll give you the money. I'll give you ninety thousand dollars plus expenses. Blah 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 blah." And they end up going to the apartment. They're looking around. The police are looking. They see the bullet. They see the gun. Like saying, "Oh, what's this? We don't know what we're doing." You know, typical manga police work. Detectives who don't know what the fuck they're doing. And Rally's walking around. She's examining the place. Minnie's kind of there too, just. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's just kind of being there, being a nuisance. And as Riley's walking around, she asks the lead detective, So, question for you. Did he have a gun? Detective's like, what are you talking about he had a gun? He didn't have a gun. We just let him out on bail. He wouldn't have had any opportunities to. He, was, he just went there. This happened today. He was let out today. He didn't have the time. And Riley's like, oh, really? And she looks against the wall and kind of sniffs for a second. Hits the wall. Secret panel opens up a bunch of guns. It's like... Oh, I love the smell of oil and gunpowder. Apparently knows her shit, because she knows where each one sees the guns missing. And so they're trying to figure out what's going on. They now know that Dodge is armed and he's disappeared, so they have to figure out what happened. Piece together little pieces, and they go back to the shop, Gunsmith Cat. And as they go back, the minute they bring her car, which I'm going to tell you this now, her car is perfectly detailed. I mean, this is like, oh my god, it's level of detail with the car. The car is perfectly designed, and it's a Shelby Mustang Cobra GT500 with white racing stripes. It looks like it's blue. That's what the cover has it. But it looks amazing, perfectly detailed. So it's a really fast car. She drives her car back to her shop and immediately the car gets hit by a bunch of guys. And like, what the fuck's going on? Turns out a bunch of mob guys are there and they're like saying, look, Miss Vincent, we're not here to kill you. We're just here to make you not get dodged because we got to get them first. Sorry about that. And as they're trying to make her impressed by them and just kind of them to stop, she pulls out a gun and starts trying to shoot them. Meanwhile, Minnie kind of gets lost in the shuffle and she just gets out of Dodge and runs away. 
and it turns into this huge firefight, which is awesome. She gets ends up in the store, which the one guy's pulling a gun like, I'm going to get you. And she literally, every time you think that she doesn't have a gun, she pulls out another gun. At one point he says, okay, fine. You better not move. Take off your jacket. And you see her, she takes off her jacket, and immediately you go back to Die Hard, where you got the gun strapped to her back. And as she's doing this, they're fighting, going back and forth, and eventually Minnie gets caught. And as Minnie's caught, she's like, oh, damn it, how the hell, this stupid kid. And so she comes out, she drops her weapon, she looks like, everything looks like they're screwed, they're going to die. You see Minnie, her hands are free, because the guy's holding, you know, he's, she's short, so he's got his arm around her neck, and he's just holding her, and her arms are free. And you see her reach her hand into her jacket, and she pulls out a small explosive. Turns out that Minnie is not a gun nut. Rather, she is an explosives expert, and she likes explosives a lot. And so she's holding a grenade, and she just flips it and drops it immediately. The guy looks down, sees like, oh, fuck, drops it. And you see Minnie just kick it underneath the car. They get blown up. And so Minnie kind of saved the day, but Riley doesn't see it like that. She just sees it that, I almost got killed because you got caught. How amateur are you? You should know better. You've been doing this for them, blah, 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 blah. Get into a huge fight. Riley says, you know what? You're an amateur. I don't need you. I think I'm going to go. And as, But she's wondering, how the hell did the mob know what they know? And she looks at her car, and she notices that there's a bug on there. And she's like, who the hell was bugging my car? Who would have known this? And she's trying to figure out, what the hell? Someone's bugging because they're trying to get Dodge? She didn't know. She didn't understand. So she gets in the car, and she drives off. But as she's driving, she's thinking about this. And one of the mob guys told her a kind of big point, like said, look, Dodge has a boat that's in the harbor. You go there, you probably find him. And she realized she said that out loud, by the bug. So whoever's listening on the other end of the bug probably knows that dodges at the harbor so he's kind of sol right now so she drives down there looks at the harbor oh one thing i did forget to mention this does not take place in japan yep not in japan rather it takes place in chicago yes the windy city chicago so that's kind of cool it's got that chicago badlands thing going for it but either way back to the point so she drives there and she sees that the harbor is full of mob guys. They're all over the place. She sees Dodge's boat, and she's like, what the hell's going to do? I think I'll just sit here for a while. So she's sitting here, thinking of what the hell she's going to do. And then she hears her passenger door open, and she sees a guy with a gun pointing at her, saying, listen, I need you to drive me somewhere really quick. And she looks. Guess who just tried carjacking her? That's right. Dodge is trying to carjack a bounty hunter that he doesn't realize. So he goes in, she pulls a gun out on him. Her, her smaller gun, which is, um, I think that it's a, it's a holdout gun. So it would be a, uh, a Saturday Night Special, an RG-14, if I remember correctly. But she pulls it out, points it at him, he's like, Well, hey, Mr. Dodge, I'm a bounty hunter. You're coming with me to the police. Like, look, they have my wife and kid. I'm just trying to get rid of this. I just want to deal with this. It's my lawyer. My lawyer, he's the one who's trying to get the money. And again, you know, he's explaining that the lawyer was after the money, and he's trying to get a hold of it, and he's just trying to get rid of the cocaine, and it's a whole mess. And as they're bantering back and forth, a car pulls up to the other side. You see a gun point at both of them, a Desert Eagle. Turns out it's the lady from the beginning of the manga. This lady, her name is Bonnie. And she pulls her gun out and says, Hey, little miss, drop your gun. Hey, Dodge, how you doing? You're coming in the car with me. But first, tell me where the cocaine is. Obviously, they're kind of SOL. You know, you see a girl with a freaking big hand can like a Desert Eagle point at you. You're going to be a little upset, right? I mean, a little worried, whatnot. Rally kind of says, oh, you want the gun, right? And she kind of holds the gun, like, with the handle pointed at Bonnie. And she's like, yeah, 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 just, just hand it to me. Rally flips the gun around, shoots 
and takes off Bonnie's right thumb. So Bonnie obviously, you know, are you going to think about pulling a trigger when your thumb gets shut off? No. She's screaming and freaking out like, ah! And Riley immediately just guns it, drives off in the Shelby. And as Bonnie's freaking out, flipping out, screaming and crying because her thumb's been shot off, a random guy kind of walks up, knocks on the window because he sees a woman screaming in a car. He's like, what the hell's going on? Knocks on the window and says, excuse me, ma'am, are you okay? And all you see is the guy sitting outside the car. Next thing you see is you see a gun go off and you see him, the guy's head go flying back. This manga is full of gore. Like I said, in the first two minutes of this manga, you see a guy shot through the head during that first fight sequence all the way back in the apartment. So this is pretty gory. It's pretty fun, though. I am enjoying this a lot more than I was Black Cat. So, they're driving off there. And Bonnie's a little pissed off. You know, just a little bit because her thumb was shot off. So she's in pursuit. They're driving. They're in a huge car chase. And Rally picks up her phone, speed dials, and she's like, Minnie, where the hell are you? And Minnie's a little pissed off. She's like, well, that's fine trying to find me. I, where I'm at this point. And Rally's like, look, I want you to meet me at the corner of... And... Okay, no problem. I know where that is. I'll be there in two minutes. And so Chase goes on, Chase goes on, and you see Minnie's just kind of... She's there waiting for them. You see the firefight is going on. You see that... Rally's trying to dodge Riley. Bonnie's shooting her a Desert Eagle off. And you see Minnie in the middle of the street. And what does Riley do? She drives and swerves right around and, and aligns her Shelby across the lanes. Bonnie's looking and she sees this little girl. And like, oh, this will be easy. I'll just run over this little girl and I'll be fine. Meanwhile, Minnie's just... She pulls out one of her mini specials. It's a bomb with a smiley face on it. And she's like, okay, let's see now. She's this far. Probably four seconds. Pulls it out, drops it, lets it roll. Bonnie drives up. Kaboom! Car goes flipping up in the air. Lands on its back on fire. No more Bonnie for this point. Does this cheesy explosion. You see Minnie kind of go, And parodying the beginning sequence, you see a pair of hands over her boobs saying, Oh, something's a little hard. They feel like little pebbles. And Riley's getting her revenge. Story ends up where Dodge goes to the police. He takes cocaine to them. The lawyer goes to jail because he got arrested for what he was doing and it ends where Rally is on top of the shop and she's doing something to the side she's drilling something and Minnie's just kind of looking and they're talking and says are you sure we're going to be fine with this it's like yeah it actually looks really good like this and you see the sign now says gunsmith cat and then connected to the T there is like a hand screwed in S so it says gunsmith cat and this is the beginning of the partnership of Minnie Mae Hopkins and Rally Vincent and their insane journey into madness and oh one last thing before I forget Bonnie survived but she's missing both legs and her thumb so you know she's not a happy camper and this is actually where the manga leads off because there's a bunch of other stories after like the second story goes a little bit more into Minnie's past and you meet another character this character who's known as Becky Farah or Becky the Nose she is essentially Nabiki. She's an information gatherer, and she charges insane amounts of money for whatever she does. We learn more about Becky and Minnie in this next story, and what happens, Rally ends up selling a gun to this guy who's really creepy. He's like, I want this specific gun. Ooh, I like it so much. And he disappears, and there's rumors going around that someone is going to assassinate a senator. And as you can probably guess, the person who bought the gun is going to be the assassin. And they have to figure out where the hell this assassin is, because there's a bounty on his head. But more important, if Rally's gun is found at the scene of the crime, she will never do business again, and she will go to jail as an accomplice. So you have that two motivations going on, and that's 
pretty nice development as opposed to just the you have to stop this guy because it's a bounty. It gives more incentive for Rally and Mini. So they track him down to a adult hotel, a hotel which has uh, escort services, if you will. And they need to figure out how to get in there. And Becky says, I'll do it for $5,000 plus commission plus this or that. And Minnie's like, you know what? I'll do it for $1,000. And I'm actually really well known. I used to work at this place called the Purple Pussy. And uh, I was one of their highest made call girls. And also, you know, my friend works at this place. I can take care of him if you want. So Rally being a little bit cheap and working to fix her car. Because last chapter her car got shot out. Continuity works very well in this, by the way. So she's like, okay, fine, you can do it. So next scene you see is you see the owner of this hotel slash brothel getting a little happy ending from Minnie. And note I did say Minnie was underage, which I don't condone at all, but, you know, she's 17, but it's, like I said, it's a whole fucking mess. So, and she's obviously really, really good. So it's like, oh my god, I've never had something this really good. You're hired, but you gotta be trained first. And I'll get one of my best girls to train you. Goes on there trying to figure out where this guy is. And long story short, they find out the guy, they're able to stop him in such a way, and the whole reason why Riley's able to stop him is because of a small problem with the gun that he wanted, requested it, he wanted it modified, but the problem is you can't shoot the gun too fast or else it's going to overheat, and it overheat, it was a whole whole thing. Really don't want to get into to spoil it. But, long story short, gets a little more into Minnie, and there's a funny sequence where Minnie, she meets her trainer, and it turns out to be her old friend, and her old friend's like, I'm trading you? What the fuck is this? You made more than I did in any night at the Purple Pussy. You're, you taught me. How are you a trainee? What the hell, Minnie? <laughs> it's a pretty funny sequence. Well, Minnie, like I said, she's kind of... It's a running joke between them is that Minnie's a whore and Rally is a is a virginal girl who doesn't really know anybody. And it's a whole... Never been with a man before. And there's a bunch of other stories which are building up to something. It goes on to me introducing Minnie's old boyfriend, Ken... Takizawa, who is a bomb expert, who taught her how to make explosives, and introduced the major villain of the series so far, this guy named Gray, who is a mob boss, who, due to a fight, which is really cool, and again, Cobra gets destroyed again by Rally driving it into a wall. The guy loses his left arm, and he ends up replacing it with a, a machete, which is spring-loaded, so he points a machete at someone and shoots out to kill him. You know, bringing a knife to a gunfight sometimes can't work. And Bonnie shows up again, and she's modified her prosthetic legs with guns in it, a la the guy from dark man so pretty badass overall series is violent it has blood in it gore sex drug references in it it's got a lot of intricate storytelling to it and to top it off main characters are interesting you like seeing them develop you like seeing more about Rally's backstory you like learning more about many I mean, it's kind of annoying at times where they're always bickering, but they're like a, a married couple, so you wonder, are you guys going to make out? Are you lesbians? Are you in love with each other? And Minnie, well, she'll do anything, and Riley cares more about her car and about her guns than anything else, which is a kind of big point in this series, because they constantly, she's looking for different type of guns. Like, she sees, oh, you're saying that there's a CZ-75 at the crime scene? Can I buy it? I'll give you $200 for it. And she buys these guns off crime scenes because they're rare guns that, that fire really well, and she constantly wants to test out her new guns in the firing range. At one point, after she meets Gray, she gets injured, and she just got a new gun. And you see her, she's gritting her teeth in pain as her one arm is bandaged up and referenced, and the doctor said, you're not allowed to use a gun. And she's shooting the gun, like, saying, this is so good, but I'm in so much pain. Ridiculous, but fun. The back of the manga has a lot of character designs in it that I like. Those are some of the nice extras. It's got a note from the author, and... It's got some nice sketches, and the artwork is 
while it is dated, it's cleaned up so much. It looks pristine. It looks like this was just printed out like yesterday. Even though the artwork is very 1990s. You have cell phones, but they're more old school. It's worth checking out. I mean, I really do enjoy this. I didn't think I was going to. And having two female protagonists is a nice touch to it. Because sometimes when you have two female protagonists, like, Oh, Becky, how are you doing today? Oh, Jennifer, I don't know what I'm doing. No. This is two empowered women who know what they're doing. I mean, you have one who is a guns expert and one who is an explosive expert and the insanity that goes on behind them. I heard the anime series is amazing. I definitely want to check it out. And this is a series I could actually see as like a live-action show on Showtime, HBO, or AMC. Like Gunsmith Cats in live-action with maybe, let's see now, someone with dark skin, Ava Longoria and uh, Shore Petit, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar as the two characters, even though they'd have to be aged a little bit. I think it would be a cool show, and I would definitely check it out. It's a very good series. It's enjoyable. It's long. It's a good bang for your buck. I mean, $13 for 400 pages. It took me at least six hours to finish it, and it was worth it. And I definitely want to get the next one. I am going to pick up the next one. There are some other characters I haven't introduced, including the Bean Bandit, who, if you've ever seen Riding Bean, he's the guy who's, like, the ultimate driver. He's like the guy from the transporter. He will drive anything, however you want to do it, except this guy has a Kevlar mesh leather jacket that you try shooting him and double-crossing him, he uses that to block off any of the bullets. So he's badass. He's big and scary, and I think he has a thing for Rally, because they both like cars, and they know each other through their cars. For this manga, Gunsmith Cats, I have to give this a really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't buy this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will swap, and your soul will be forfeit to the great Zalmo Gustar. Bwahaha. No conditions, no questions asked. It is a Dark Horse comic. It is amazing. I do enjoy it. This series would have been different if you didn't have that erotic nature undertone to it, because it has that effect that Rally is virginal, yet she uses the guns and the cars as the sexual substitutes, and same thing with Minnie. While she does have sex with Ken a lot, she gets off on explosives and that, you know, explosive nature of... But some of you may not understand what the hell I'm saying, and you may be too young for this. I apologize. That's why I have the adult language and mature situations bumper in the first of disclaimer. But either way, it's worth getting. If you have a chance and you're over the age of 18, pick it up. It's wrapped in plastic, unfortunately, so you guys under the age of 17, you may not be able to get it. It's worth checking out. I highly recommend it. You might be able to get it online, but like I said, I went to Borders and picked this up because it is amazing. This one is on my shelf now. I am putting this here next to my Crying Freeman, another Dark Horse comic, and I can't wait to see what I'm going to do next. Damn. I could talk so much about Gunsmith Cats. I really could. And originally it was going to be me and Timbo talking about it, but Timbo unfortunately has to get ready for finals and other things. He's got a couple more months left. But again, neither here nor there. So with that in mind, remember you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at gmail.com. And all these show notes are in our information. Also, we are on fightbait.com. Thank you, John Paul. And I guess that's the part you've all been waiting for. What are we talking about? We're talking about that one. That only. The Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga accepts no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it. What we've done is we've assigned a manga to each of the slots, and we're going to spin it and see what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review because I am insane and I want randomness in this podcast because I don't like just doing the same things, picking my own stuff. I like the punishment of reading things like Worst 
and Black Cat, but then I get things like Gunsmith Cats and, dare I say, GTO. We'll see. We're going to see what we're reviewing, because this is episode 130 coming up. 130 episodes. I mean, that's a big deal. We got some nice titles, some crappy titles. We're going to see what we're reviewing in the next episode. Hopefully, the wheel is kind. We shall see. Number two. So, for the next episode of the Sparkin' Manga Review, I'm reviewing the manga Toxic. I've actually never heard of it. The only Toxic I know of is that Britney Spears song. That one that goes... Yeah, that song. But I don't think this has anything to do with that. Maybe it does. And yes, I know. I listen to Britney Spears at times. Um, just kind of got stuck in my head for a while. I was actually listening to it because I was watching on Doctor Who. Again, a geek topic for another day. One other thing I have to plug before the end of this episode, before we finish. Hope is going to be starting her retrospective on Harry Potter because in July, Harry Potter Deathly Hallows Part 2 comes out. And she wants to support and show her love of Harry Potter by going through each of the movies. Now, originally we were going to do each one individually, but for time constraints and also the fact is that our superhero month is coming up, we can't really do that. So, she's going to have two episodes dedicated just to Harry Potter that are all her. I mean, I'll be involved, but it'll be primarily she's running the show. She's coming up with new ratings for this, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It should be a blast, and, well, we'll get into that in a bit. So, with that in mind, hope you guys enjoyed this. I love doing this, and I'm going to keep doing this until probably the end of time. I have lots of time to do it. Life has gotten rough, but hey, I got this podcast still. I still love reading manga, and I guess that's it. So, as usual, this is your host, Zan, and I'm Gonsville. Catch you next time, guys. Thank you.